Welcome to the Tax Sell Podcast, where tax sell investing is made easy. My name is Casey Denman. I'm a tax sell veteran. I am the leading tax sell expert. I'm the author of the Tax Sell Playbook, founder of the Tax Sell Academy, and I am your host right here on the Tax Sell Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast episode. As a reminder, this podcast is available on a number of different channels, including YouTube, Spotify, Spotify Video, and anywhere that podcast can be found. So if you do enjoy this podcast, make sure you subscribe to us on your favorite video or audio platform. And also, this podcast is completely free through and because of the Taxel Academy, which you can learn more about by visiting our website at taxcellacademy.com. All right, on today's episode, I wanted to discuss a few ways that can help substantially improve the profitability of your tax sell business if you're willing to put in some extra work. There are so many different levels to this business and everybody seems to gravitate towards what suits them best. For some, that's placing random bids on random properties, which makes this business the equivalent of a roulette wheel. For others, it's spending hours and hours researching one property only to discover they don't really even want it in the first place. The solution, of course, lies somewhere in the middle. So today, I've got four things that can really substantially improve your tax sale business if you're willing to put in the work. Number one, attend live in-person auctions. People complain constantly to me about there being too much competition. When I ask a few questions, it's usually because they're attending an online auction for one of the largest counties in the country, you know, where bidders from all over the world have logged in to place bids. Of course, there's going to be lots and lots of competition. A number of years ago, I spent an entire month driving from one auction to the next. I'd attend three to five auctions every single week. These were live, in-person only auctions. They were held in hotels, churches, county office buildings, Elks Lodges, even a casino. I'd been preparing by researching 50 hours a week for a couple of months leading up to all these auctions. Sure, some of these auctions had a lot of people there, but there were other auctions where there was a very, very limited amount of people. In fact, one auction, it was just me, the auctioneer, and one other bidder. That month, I learned two things. The first is that it was a very, very profitable month for me. The second is that many tax sell investors will not put forth the effort to attend in-person auctions. Sure. It took a lot of time, it took a lot of effort, I stayed in a lot of hotels, I put a lot of miles on my vehicle, but that effort paid off by one of my most profitable months ever. So here's how I judge whether an auction will be overly competitive or not. Just how easy and convenient is that auction gonna be to attend? If it's easy and convenient for you, it's gonna be easy and convenient for everybody else in the world as well. If it's an auction where you can literally find every single thing you need to know about the property within seconds and where you can place your bid extremely easily online, I can guarantee you that auction is going to have a lot of competition. Now, sometimes you might be able to get past that competition. You might snag a property here and there, but instead of looking for the easiest and the most convenient auctions to attend, how about putting forth the effort to start attending some auctions that are extremely inconvenient to attend? Obviously, I get there are work obligations that people have and that kind of thing that might limit your ability to attend in-person auctions. But you also need to understand 
that many tax sell investors are simply lazy and will not attend in-person auctions because they're inconvenient. Number two, call the county. When we're researching properties and something does not make sense, give the county a call. When you can't find a tax sale list on a county's website, instead of giving up, give the county a call. When you can't figure out how to use one of their websites, call the county. Picking up the phone and calling the county will fast track you to the answers that you are looking for more often than not. Sure, there are at times some employees that aren't gonna be that helpful, but the large majority of the times when you call or even visit the county office or the city office where the property is located, it's gonna be a huge benefit to your business. And this is especially true when you're just starting in a brand new area. One of the most important things you can do is familiarize yourself with their tax sale process. Even though they have to follow state laws, many counties will still have their own traditions that they work into their tax sales. Likewise, you need to familiarize yourself with what is required of you as an investor and property owner in that area. When I first got into investing out of area, I remember receiving citation after citation for random stuff like weed violations and failure to remove snow from the sidewalk in front of my property. Yeah, being from Florida, removing snow from sidewalks was the last thing to ever cross my mind. Regardless, it was my responsibility as a property owner in that area. So it's crucial that you call the county and you ask them what is required as an out of area investor buying property in this city or in this county. Stop relying on the internet for every bit of your research. Yes, it's super helpful, it's super convenient. You can find lots of information there, but picking up the phone or dropping by the county office can also yield tons and tons of very helpful information that you might not be able to find online. Number three, perform drive-bys. Have you ever unexpectedly bought a house that had been demolished? Or have you ever purchased a house that was burned to the ground? Guess what? I have. And let me tell you, it's not a good feeling when you turn the corner to check out your new investment only to realize it is a pile of rubble. I actually write about this inside the tax sale playbook. Driving by a property as close to the auction as possible is gonna be the only way to ensure that the property you are buying is what you think you're buying. People ask me all the time if Google Street View is sufficient. Absolutely, it is very sufficient for initial research only to get an idea about what the property is. I absolutely recommend it. But basing your entire investment off of a picture taken by a car that has a camera mounted to its roof from a time period that could have been years ago is not going to ensure your success. So instead, drive by the property and view it with your own two eyes. This takes time, it takes effort, but it sure the heck beats buying a pile of rubble that you thought was a house. Now, the next question, even for vacant land, Casey? Yes, even for vacant land. It's important to make sure that you're not buying some acreage where somebody has dumped 30,000 used car tires on it. Yes, 
actual story. I didn't buy it, but somebody else did. It's also important to make sure you can actually access the property, that it's not the lowest property in the neighborhood, and so much more. There's a lot you can learn by viewing the property in person, and that property might look a whole lot different than what you saw online. Now, if you can't see it with your own two eyes, the next best thing is to hire a local scout, which I teach about. If you can't do that, don't buy the property. Number four, track properties. This does require effort and is a longer term process. First, I always like to track a few properties that have gone through a tax sale just to see what other investors do with them, especially the properties that I was interested in and got outbid on, the properties that were higher value type properties, or the properties that sold for a lot of money, much more than I was expecting them to sell for. It is a tremendous way to learn different strategies that other investors use that we can then perhaps apply to our own businesses. You know, it doesn't take long, but simply set up a spreadsheet, maybe Google Sheets or Excel. Jot down the county and the parcel number. Jot down what it sold for at the tax sale and a few notes about that property while they're fresh on your mind. And then take a look again in six months, a year, even two years. Research that parcel real quick again. Google the property. Find out how they marketed that property, what their strategy was, and then see if you can apply any of that information to your business somehow. It's a fantastic way to apply new strategies to your business. I also recommend tracking specific tax sale properties after the auction in O. TC states, over-the-counter states. Now, I'm not going to go into detail about this. I've got other episodes on what over-the-counter means. But if a property did not sell at an auction and you think you might want it in the future, track that property. Eventually, it is going to hit that OTC list. Now, the key here is to know when it will hit that list. The time between the auction and when it goes on the OTC list could vary from a matter of days to weeks or even months. But if you know the exact timeline of the county that you are interested in, you can learn these, of course, by tracking the properties. And when you learn the exact timeline, you're going to be able to pick up the properties the moment that they hit the OTC list before any other investors even see that property. Because if you know every third Tuesday is when they put the property on the OTC list and you check that list every third Tuesday, then you know what properties are going to hit that list, what you can buy and what you can perhaps arrange a buyer for before you even purchase that property. Whereas all the other investors are just going to be casually looking through it every now and then. So not only would this provide you with the first opportunity to buy these properties, but again, it would give you plenty of time to line up your buyers before it hits that OTC list, which substantially reduces the time your capital is deployed. Huge, huge benefit if you take the time to do it. But it does take time and it does take effort. So there you have it, four ways to beat the competition. Make your business run much smoother and more efficient. Attend live auctions, call the county, always perform drive-bys and track properties. The tax sale business definitely requires work. It definitely requires effort. And these four things are some of the more involved aspects of this business, yet they're also some of the most rewarding if you take the time to do them. So start implementing these today. Hey, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoy this episode or any of our episodes here on this podcast, do us a huge favor and please leave some positive feedback on whatever podcasting platform or video platform you're watching or listening to us on today. And as always, 
If we can provide any additional help, please visit our website for the most comprehensive step-by-step -step training at TaxCellAcademy.com. Take care and make it a successful day. We'll see you next time right here on the Tax Cell Podcast. Bye-bye.